Welcome back to our study through the book of Luke. Um, My name is Gregory Baines. I'm on staff here at First Baptist Keller, and I'm glad to be with you again. Um, Last week, I was was blessed to to, uh, do the lesson on on the calling of the disciples, and we talked about the calling of, of Peter and Andrew and James and John, and then the calling of Matthew. And in between those two accounts of the calls of these disciples, uh, were two accounts of the healing of a, a leper and an account of the healing of a paralytic. And we skipped them last week. We skipped over the scripture, but I, I said last week we'd come back to them, and this week uh, that's what we're going to do. We're going to look at these accounts here. Um, so go ahead and grab your Bible. If you don't have it, and open it to Luke uh, chapter 5, verse 12. And before we get into the scripture this morning, let's pray and ask the Lord to bless our time together. Father, thank you so much for your word that you have given, um, the revelation of of who you are, um, that you have shown us through this word, God, what you want us to know and everything we need uh, for life and godliness. And I thank you that you are um, kind and and compassionate and and patient with us. And this morning or um, whatever time um, we're listening to this, God, I just pray um, that you would speak to our hearts, um, that your word would, would pierce and, and um, divide um, and show us where we have um, failed, God, but also, Lord, that your spirit uh, would give us grace to, to hear and to do your word. And that is our prayer this morning, that as we look at your word, we would be um, not only hearers of it, but doers of it. So, um, Lord, would, would you speak to us this morning, um, guide our time together, and please bless it for your glory and your kingdom. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, last week, we saw Jesus calling his disciples um, to an eternal task. Um, We see it very clearly in the fishermen that they were um, catching fish that were temporary and um, would be digested and and then done, and and the the value of it, the money that they got from it, we spent everything about that as a temporal activity. Uh, Jesus was calling them to catch men now, to be fishers of men which was an eternal calling, and to follow Jesus, which is also an eternal calling, the same to Matthew, to follow him. And this week we're going to see, once again, Jesus' eternal value um, structure, and the, well, his value system and, and eternity was was the reason um, he came. These, these things that Jesus accomplished on earth um, were, were not primarily temporal, but eternal. So, um, a little bit of a spoiler there, but let's look at the scripture here and, and Luke chapter 5, we'll read verses 12 through 16, kind of talk about them briefly, and then spend the majority of our time in 17 through 26, since that's what our curriculum does. So Luke chapter 5, verse 12, while he, Jesus, was in one of the cities, behold, there was a man covered with leprosy. And when he, the man, saw Jesus, he fell on his face and implored him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And he, Jesus, stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately the leprosy left him. And he ordered him to tell no one, but go and show yourself to the priest and make an offering for your cleansing, just as Moses commanded, as a testimony to them. But the news about him, Jesus, was spreading even farther, and large crowds were gathering to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses, but Jesus himself would often slip away to the wilderness and pray. Now, the first thing that we need to see here in this passage, verse 12, is the man um, 
one recognizes Jesus' authority, Lord. Um, he knows that Jesus is uh, has some kind of power. Whether he understands fully that he is the Son of God, he knows um, that he is in charge. And uh, he says, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Now, this is a, a great thing to, to hear um, because there are some uh, people who believe that healing is based on the amount of faith or the um, fierceness of your faith, and, and that is a lie um, that is not found in the scripture. A healing is according to the will of the Lord, and this is what this man understood, this leper who said, Jesus, if you are willing, willing you can make me clean. And Jesus' response, um, I am willing, be cleansed. What a, what a tender um, response there. We see the heart of God for those who are humble and recognize their need for him and recognize who he is, that he is the Lord and he is in charge and, uh, and his, see his authority that, that Jesus um, responds in kindness and, and, and heals this man. Now, an interesting thing that we see here is, is that Jesus told him not to tell anyone. This happens several other times in the Gospels, particularly in the beginning of Jesus's ministry, um, but it, it left me with the question, and hopefully you too, why does Jesus tell him not to not to tell anyone? Um, this is a good thing, a powerful thing. Um, wouldn't it be a great thing for him to go around telling? Well, uh, Jesus's primary mission was not to, to heal lepers. Um, he came to heal the sickness of sin that is in every human heart and to make a way um, for men to be healed. And so Jesus uh, was not here for the physical healing, but instead for the spiritual, and, and, and that was his mission. He came for the cross and for the tomb and for the resurrection. And so um, even with Jesus saying that, we see verse 15, that large crowds still gathered to him to be healed of their sicknesses, but that wasn't Jesus's primary purpose. And we see other places in Scripture where because the, the crowd was so big, Jesus would stop healing or he wouldn't heal them um, for, for, for they were there for the wrong reason. So um, we see just an interesting thing that Jesus does that, but, but the purpose um, is right and, and good because he is not here um, to heal lepers. He's here to die on the cross and, and then to heal um, people of sin and uh, that is his primary purpose for coming. Another thing, um, if you have time, we don't today in, in our study, but if you'd like, go to Leviticus chapter 14 and you can read uh, what the cleansing for the lepers looked like um, when they would have to go to the priest. And uh, it's an interesting study, but that's in Leviticus 14. If you want to look at that, the cool note here, um, Jesus was had come to fulfill the law. Um, and so as Jesus is above reproach, this man is healed and, and he goes say, hey, this will be a testimony to the people of, of God's healing. Um, and and in, in that healing and cleansing process, there were many sacrifices offered and um, it, it, it was a very uh, glorifying uh, or a, very, a process that was very glorifying to God. And so um, Jesus... Uh, was not here to, to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. And um, he was above reproach, even in his healing and his um, working as um, God, as, as deity. Uh, so another just interesting thought and note, and, and this gives us some context for 
our our next section in verse seven um, verses seventeen through twenty six. But uh, verse sixteen, don't don't miss that either. Jesus would often uh, slip away to pray by himself, go into the wilderness, and uh, Jesus had a quiet time. This is a, a good practice uh, for for believers. If you want to be more like Jesus and grow closer to the Lord, um, we see that Jesus would would get alone to pray, and I think that's something we should do as well. It's very um, very good for us as a, as a reset and and to hear from the Lord and His Word as we take it, and then to um, to pray and ask God to work and, and be on on board with what He's doing and and, and trying. Um, grow closer to him through this so this is um, a good note if you don't do quiet time start find a time set aside time to get along with the lord every day and uh, you'll see how god will grow you and closer to him through that now let's see um, verses 17 through 26 and hear about the paralyzed man who uh, jesus forgives and heals with the emphasis on the forgiveness Um, let's look at verse 17 One day he was teaching, and there were some Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting there who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present for him to perform healing. And some men were carrying on a bed a man who was paralyzed, and they were trying to bring him in and to set him down in front of him. But not finding any way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and let him down through the tiles with his stretcher into the middle of the crowd in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven you. The scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this man who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But Jesus, aware of their reasonings, answered and said to them, Why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins have been forgiven you, or to say, get up and walk? But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, get up and pick up your stretcher and go home. Immediately he got up before them and picked up what he had been lying on and went home glorifying God. They were all struck with astonishment and began glorifying God And they were filled with fear, saying, We have seen remarkable things today. Now let's jump back to verse 17. On the day he was teaching, there were some Pharisees and teachers of the law who had come from all over, right, to to see him um, or were there and had a front row seat um, to see the power of the Lord present and Jesus performing healing. Um, These were religious leaders. These were not... um, the ones that Jesus called, right? But these were the ones who were supposed to be um, the experts on who the Messiah was and what he would be, and and they totally um, miss it, as you see here in this passage. But um, these men had a front row seat to see what Jesus was going to do, and Jesus was was um, showing who he was and revealing uh, to them, and I think they still miss it, which is sad. But um, let's see here. Uh, verses 18 and 19. Some men were carrying on a bed a man who was paralyzed, and they were trying to bring him in and to set him down in front of him. But not finding any way to bring him in because of the crowds, they went up on the roof and let him down through the tiles with his stretcher into the middle of the crowd in front of Jesus. Uh, now, I don't know if you're like me, but growing up I've, I've in Sunday school, um, I think several times I heard this passage taught uh, with uh, principles for being a good friend or 
um, the best way to, to take care of your friend or, or all these things. And the emphasis was not so much on Jesus as it was these men um, who carried their friend, uh, their paralyzed friend um, to Jesus and were persistent, which um, is a good thing. And there's there's things to glean from that on this. But the, the purpose of this passage we see is, is to learn about forgiveness and, and Jesus um, the the climax of it is when Jesus forgives sins um, and and shows that he is indeed God. Um, so we will um, just briefly mention on these these men that um, the best thing this principle we can do we can learn is um, best thing you can do for your friend is to bring him to Jesus um, in prayer um, now since he's not physically with us, but um, to, to bring them before the throne of grace and intercede on their behalf. Um, because when we pray, we are asking God to work in their lives and, and uh, he can do a much better job of um, helping our friends than we can. So just a thought here, um, a, a small application. Um, pray for your brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, bring them to Jesus. Um, he's the one who can take care of them. And Jesus, in verse 20, we see, uh, seeing their faith, said, Friend, your sins are forgiven you. Now Jesus deals with what's most important first. Um, his priority, like with the disciples, and um, is not a physical healing. His priority here is of an eternal nature. Every person that Jesus healed physically eventually died um, physically. Um, but but a spiritual healing and healing from the sickness of sin and um, regeneration is something that's eternal. And Jesus um, came so that sins could be forgiven. He this is more on, in line with his um, primary task and and probably why it's done in front of this crowd as well, um, because this is what Jesus was here for to forgive sins. And the Pharisees um, are appalled at this moment because they don't recognize that he is the Messiah, the Son of God. And, and so they say to themselves, "Who? he's a blasphemer. Jesus is blaspheming. Only God can forgive sins. But uh, Jesus, again, showing his deity, is aware of what's going on in their hearts and says, why are you reasoning in your hearts? Why are you um, thinking these things in, in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or um, to get up and walk. Now this question um, is kind of rhetorical in nature. Um, well, both are impossible, right? Um, it, it is a uh, impossibility for you to look at a paralyzed person and tell them get up and stand and then do it outside of a miraculous work of God, as it is impossible for a man to forgive, a sinful man to forgive someone's sin. Um, and Jesus then, uh, in verse 24, it says, but so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, I say to you, get up, pick up your stretcher, and go home. And and this is then a physical representation of a spiritual reality. This man has been healed spiritually. Jesus has forgiven his sins, which is a miracle and the greatest miracle. Um, this is the, you know, at, as Jesus is the forgiver of sins and at the cross um, for us, after Jesus' resurrection, we see this was the the, the point in history um, where God's redemptive plan was finished. Jesus on the cross cries out, it is, it is finished. He has made the way. And, and so um, this, is, this is the purpose. This is the eternal thing that Jesus is here for. Um, and 
to, to show um, forgiveness here in this, uh, this, the spiritual reality, Jesus gives performs a miracle physically, um, which I, I would say is probably an easier thing for him than even forgiving sins. Um, but uh, Jesus says, pick up your stretcher and go home, and immediately the man gets up. This is, this is power. Um, and this is the same with the leper. Immediately the leprosy left the man in verse 13, and immediately this man gets up and picks up his mat and, and went home glorifying God. Um, so I want to take just a minute and talk again about um, this idea of, of faith healing because uh, I think this passage gives us some very a very strong apologetic against that false doctrine. Uh, faith healers completely um, miss it, and in a lot of times um, are greedy um, charlatans that want uh, to take advantage of people. Um, and we in the Metroplex seem to be uh, surrounded by many different uh, faith healers and, and find these false teachers all around us, um, people um, like Kenneth Copeland and Todd White um, are, are very close to us. There's others around, Benny Hinn, many others that run in that camp um, that believe that or teach that. I don't know if, and if they believe it. They may. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. But that if you have enough faith, um, God will heal whatever sickness you have. He doesn't want you to be sick. Um, he wants you to be healthy, happy, and wealthy, and, and that is a, a lie from Satan uh, that has ruined lives and hurt many, many people and um, is obviously not anything close to what the Scripture teaches. But they will use um, passages like this in, in verse 20 and say, Jesus saw the faith of the of the man, and, and so he he healed this, this man's um, para, um, paralysis. And... Um, we see, as we look at the text, one, that, that the man's faith actually never is mentioned um, in this, the, the paralyzed man. Um, two, if you just read back a, a few verses in verse 12, Jesus um, heals in accordance with his will, right? Um, and we also see Jesus wasn't here to heal physically. What does he do first? His sins are forgiven, that's what he cares about. He's here for the eternal. Um, and just again, a reminder, every person that Jesus healed, even Lazarus, who Jesus raised from the dead, died. The greatest um, miracles that of physical healing here on earth were temporary. Um, eternal things are what matter the most. So faith does not equal healing. Nowhere in this passage um, are we taught that. So um, be, be aware of those, those wolves and watch out for them. And recognize that, um, and this is a, a good test, God was glorified um, at, at this healing that Jesus did. That was the, um, I guess, the, the difference here when, with these faith healers. What has happened, man is, man is glorified. They have the power. They possess it. Um, money is given to them, and, and, and they take what they want. And um, that, is, that is so evil and wicked. And I just want you to, to be aware of that and um, don't fall into the trap of believing anything like that. Um, God is concerned first and foremost with his glory. And um, Jesus was here for eternal things, even. As we see these physical healings and these miracles all throughout Scripture, all that was doing was showing um, who he was as deity. So for us, um, 
May we take this idea of um, signs and miracles and, and recognize that God is able for sure and powerful, um, but we have his word and we have, if we're redeemed, experienced the greatest healing, the greatest miracle um, that God had, can redeem and um, heal us of our, our spiritual sickness. That's, that is the greater miracle, just as it was for Jesus to forgive the sins of the man here that it was to get up him than it was for him to heal his legs. Um, so let's look at verse 26. They were all struck with astonishment, began glorifying God, and were filled with fear, saying, we have seen remarkable things today. Um, this is what Jesus' mission was, to glorify God, to die on the cross, and, and to rise again. Um, so some application for us today. One, um, go back to verse 16. Have a quiet time with the Lord. We've already mentioned that. Um, get alone with God every day. Get in his word and, and pray and seek him. Two, um, we saw Jesus's heart toward those who trust in faith and recognize his authority and, and know who he is. Um, we saw it with the leper and we saw it with this, this man's friends, the four friends, and uh, Jesus saw their faith and, and he responded um, in kindness because they, they humbled themselves and came before him. Um, and recognized that he was the only one who could take care of it. So for us, application there, um, trust Jesus and submit to his authority. Know who he is. Um, pursue him in his word. Find out who he is. Um, recognize that he is the the king, the sovereign Lord over all the earth, and submit yourself to him. Number three, um, Jesus forgave this man's sins, and, and that offer of forgiveness uh, still stands. Um, if you would um, call on the name of the Lord and um, repent of your sin and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. Um, and if you have never experienced the forgiveness of God, please contact us here at the church office. We'd love to share with you um, what it means to be forgiven and how you can be forgiven. Um, and share the gospel, the good news that Jesus came to save sinners. Um, and Christian, remember that you were, were once in sin um, and trapped and, and bound by it, but you have been forgiven and freed, uh, and praise the Lord for that. And then um, the fourth application point for us today, I know it's a lot, um, but Christian, remember eternity. Think of things in an eternal nature as Jesus lived for the eternal and not the temporal May we also live for things that matter um, in eternity and not put stock in the things that are going to burn here on earth. Um, now let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for your word. Um, it is so rich and good, and, and it was a lot um, to get through today, but I thank you, uh, Lord, for, for the reminders in it. One, um, that you uh, forgive sins, and thank you for, for forgiveness and for the gospel and for Jesus. I pray, Lord, that we would never um, forget or, or, or lose that, that wonder that you would um, love a sinner like us and, and make a way for us to know you and, and that you would do the work um, so that we can be restored and redeemed. And I just thank you um, for, for that work. God, I um, pray that you would um, help us. We want to grow closer to you as a people, as a church. And I pray that um, quiet times of, of the body um, at home would be rich and, and, and that we would um, grow close to you and um, 
we would pray and read your word and study and and as we gather corporately god that those times would be um, rich as well and we would come um, ready to worship you who are, are worthy of all our praise and adoration um, god i pray that you would help us to recognize who you are in our lives and submit to your authority um, will we surrender any any sin that we're holding on to and any idols god and instead uh, give them um, to you and, and allow you to be the king and lord of our lives um, and recognize that you are king and lord of the universe uh, um, father uh, help us not to be a stubborn people as we're um, reminded from your word today lord um, in all of this god would, would we just um, be stirred up for you uh, that that's our prayer this morning that your word um, would just stir up our affections for jesus and help us to um, follow and obey this week in jesus name Amen.